Hi, this is Nikki Rupp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talk's The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for season eleven, episode eighteen. Just six episodes left, which is it's going to get weirder the, the the less that we get through this. Um, season eleven, episode eighteen, a new deal. What did you think of this episode? I really enjoyed this episode. It, it's sort of setting things up for the finale. I think it's, it's fair to say we are hurtling towards that end. Um, there is a reasonable amount of you know interesting bits and pieces going on. We've seen some of that Lance stuff sort of initially resolved, but obviously he's going to end up coming back in again. Um, we've we're getting to see things go wrong in the Commonwealth, which is is going to be quite interesting as well as to what exactly the rest of the gang does because technically they could be free and clear and not really have to worry about it so there's you know there could be that um and uh yeah we we were sort of maneuvering things into positions um for for the end game um we uh we got some development on sebastian which is nice uh, by the end of the episode, uh, mm-hmm. without spoiling anything yet, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's it was all pretty solid. I thought this week, I really quite enjoyed it. You know, it's got some good zombie stuff in there. Um, yeah, overall, really, really decent, solid episode. I thought. Yeah, I agree. I I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, again, I thought there were some good things in there with different character development parts. Um, and it's it's interesting as well because you kind of saw with the Annie Negan scene that um, we have to remember. So we've got six episodes left. We've got three spin-offs to set up, uh, w- one of which includes characters that aren't actually in the show yet. So they can't do anything about that just yet. Because um, as we've mentioned a dozen times, they're going to have to tell us on screen and figure out like, okay, why does Negan leave with Maggie? But does that mean Annie goes with him? What does that mean for Herschel? What does that mean for Annie's child? Um, or Annie and Negan's child? Um, and we we start we started to get the first sort of crumbs of that because they can't just leave that and then just you know, whatever. But there there's there's a I, I like that there's a fair bit to sort out in these last yeah. six episodes. Like what's the ending of the series gonna be? Where's everyone gonna go? There's still a dozen characters. You got two spin-offs to set up um does anybody go with daryl um how how did that change things with you know with, with carol and everything you've still got that all to do um and yeah what's gonna and again like the stuff with the with the commonwealth and everything that's that's going on so yeah um i mean it's gonna be interesting with the spin-offs because they there was uh, new york comic con this weekend and they did do a walking dead panel and they did talk a little bit more about the stuff on there and um Gimbal was up there and was 
saying there is a it is going to be a decent conclusion for those characters for the characters on the main show and i do wonder how much they're actually going to set up the spin-offs in that because it would be quite easy to put everybody in a satisfactory sort of end place at the end of this and then open the spin-off episodes with them with something going wrong Rather than, you know, like we know the Daryl Dixon spinoff, we now know that that's, we knew it was in Europe, we now know that it's specifically in France, which if you've seen um, World Beyond, you'll understand why that's in France, because of the coder on that show. Mm. So um, with that, I do wonder whether we, we're, we're going to find out anything about why Daryl goes to France in the main show or whether we're going to leave Daryl in a reasonable place at the end of the main show, and then the f- opening episode of the spin-off starts off with something happening and him going to France, if you see what I mean. So yeah. rather than having to set the spin-offs up in this, I do wonder whether they're, they're actually going to you know, end this as though almost as though there weren't any spin-offs, uh, and then... Uh, and the opening episode of each of the spin-off will pick up sort of where those characters are, hmm. which I think would be a reasonable way to do it because, you know, uh, you're then not leaving characters on cliffhangers at the end at a season finale. Hmm. Um, I, so I don't know. I get the idea you're saying there. Um, that doesn't quite sound like an AMC thing to do. No, I, I, I agree. That is true. It is AMC yeah. and, and they are going to sort of want to attract people to go and watch the spin-offs one of the interesting things about the daryl spin-off actually is he did say normal was on stage and said there will be a lot of familiar faces so but it's in france so so i don't know how that's gonna work Um, unless there is a group of people that's going with him maybe Mm -hmm. i I don't know because my my worry with that was like Okay, I've my my character issues with Daryl aside because I've still got those, and probably will have for the rest of the, this this show because I don't see that changing. Is okay, you're sending him off to where to do what with who, and it can't just be Daryl just wandering around doing what because that's not even really a television show. That's just well, that... no, I mean there's going to be a purpose to him being there, and you know he's. What they said is stuff has gone on in France and it's weird. We saw some of it in the coda in Walking Red World World Beyond. Um, And Daryl is experiencing things in France and in life that he's not experienced before. So, If he met up with some of the World Beyond characters, that would be great. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's a possibility. Um, Mm -hmm. You you could, you know, that that would sort of make sense given that that's where the coda for the France stuff was, was. So yeah. it would sort of make sense if they merged those in. Um, mm-hmm. They did talk a little bit about the Maggie and Negan show, but not um, not an awful lot of more information about Dead City other than, you know, it's it's set in Manhattan. And the only thing they did say was it'll have zip lines in it, which is like, OK, fair enough. Cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whether that's how you get onto the island, maybe. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, um yeah all good uh good stuff with that we'll see how that uh develops but yeah it was cool to get a little bit of kind of like annie saying okay we can't stay here in the commonwealth sort of thing uh yeah. which we'll we'll get to that scene in the recap one other thing i want to talk about um it's not to do with any of the leaked stuff i saw or whatever 
to do with the comic books, I've not really brought those up so far. I do need to sit down um, at some point. I'm just gonna at some point. I'm just gonna sit down and just read the rest of the uh, rest of the book because what I was trying to do is like gradually read a bit of the book, bit of the show, bit of the book, bit of the show, and I'm just gonna at some point because we've only got six episodes left. It just sit down and just read the rest of that. So I'm not sure how long that will take me. It, it shouldn't be too long, but I don't want to rush through it either. So because it's the last part. Um, the Sebastian death really changes. I can't say what it is yet. Obviously, if if you know the comic books, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't, then you you don't. Um, changes something majorly for the comic books. Um, the same event that I'm thinking of can still happen, kind of, but definitely in, definitely not in the same way. Um, and if we get to that same I'll just say that same scene there's a thing he's involved with that he does later obviously that's obviously what I'm alluding to he does something later uh, which he can't do now um and if they if they go to that scene in any way shape or form because they might just completely uh, you could I suppose completely ignore it you've got no idea what I'm talking about but um yeah you you could kind of ignore it um it is one of the like biggest events in the comic book um and don't worry if we if we get past like all these episodes and none of that happens i'll talk about what i'm i'll mention what i'm talking about in like the series wrap up or something or maybe the series finale review because i don't want to like you know get into specifics of that um but it can't really happen in sort of the same way um and those of you again that have read the comics i hope you know what i'm you probably know what i'm talking about unless you forgot like a really big thing in the books um but yeah that's i I found that really interesting it's a very as a comic reader it's a very interesting twist because you also don't necessarily need to replace what he does and give it to another character um, especially with the way the show is set up, again, it's this sort of like alternate version of the same story, like the same big checkpoint things are happening, but different characters are doing different things, and uh, as we discussed before, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see how that goes down, or if they just don't do what that, that what that thing is. Um, so that's uh, that that that's for, for a change. That's not a thing where I was like, oh, you can't do that cool thing in the comic books. It's like, okay, you can't do that thing in the comic books. Are you going to do something instead, or are you going to completely kind of ignore it? So uh, we shall we shall see. So um, there's that part, but no over overall, um, yeah, lots and lots of really good stuff in this uh, in this episode, which we will get to in the recap in a minute. So let's take a quick break. We'll do some housekeeping. We'll come back and get to said recap. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get twenty percent off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETalkUK. That's E T A L K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening 
Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, going to the United cast, I believe it's yeah, Sunday's game, um, Man United beat Everton by two goals to one, a very unfortunate injury to Anthony Martial in the first half an hour or so, he was playing very, very well, but he uh, got taken off with an injury, don't know how he's doing or whatever, but uh, hopefully a speedy recovery to him, because it's very disappointing to see, um, but yeah, goals from Ronaldo, and from, who's the other person that scored, I can't even remember, uh, I think it was Rashford. Was it right? No, he had a disallowed goal for a handball that wasn't a handball. Anyway, it was 2-1. I can't remember who scored the other goal. But, uh, yeah, goals over there uh, with the United cast. Everton 2. Sorry, May United 2. Everton 1. Over on the Gaming Talk podcast this week, uh, we talked about a big update from CD Projekt Red in regards to Cyberpunk, The Witcher, and some new IP. They sort of not quite did a Marvel. Not 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 quite a Kevin Feige where he goes up on stage and says, hey, here's the next three years of stuff. But a sort of, hey, here's the rough sort of groundwork of what, what, we're, what we're doing, what we're up to. Um, so that was uh, kind of interesting to see. We also got a new trailer for the Mario film. And some people had various different opinions about Chris Pratt's voice. Um, m- myself and Robert included. So you can hear our thoughts on Chris Pratt's voice. Some people here think he's just voicing Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt. And you have a valid argument there. Um, but uh, Jack, Pla- Jack Black's very good as uh, Bowser. Did you see that trailer? I did. We talked a little bit about this on uh, podcast because um, Robert was on Geek Town Radio yesterday, right. and uh, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, it's difficult that you don't hear much of Mario on there. Yes, that's um, the problem. <laughs> which so so it's difficult to know whether he is going the full Italian accent or whether it's it is very much going to be just Chris Pratt doing Chris Pratt. Um, so I don't know. Um, I hmm. mean. It, it was funny, the trailer, and like I say, Jack Black. Trailer, great. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't really tell it was Jack Black. Um, there was a lot of, when the trailer went up, there was a lot of people going, 
why is Charles Mamet not doing the voice of Mario for this? Hmm. Seeing as he is the voice of Mario and has been ever since Mario's been able to talk. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get why they've done some stunt casting and put Chris in there, but it, yeah, it's sort of weird. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we talked about that, and then we talked about the unfortunate rumour that there might be a Call of Duty Advanced Warfare 2, not until 2025. Um, we got some new rumours about stuff this week as well. Um, but don't forget the good game coming out, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, is going to be out this week or next week. Sorry, next week or the week after, depending on when you bought the game. Uh, so there's all of that. Over on the United cast, we beat a team called Ammonia, which is from Cyprus. Uh, by three goals to two. Buried a bit of a shaky start, but some very good decisions from the manager, which is what I like to see. Brought us back by three goals to two, so that was very, very good as well. Um, we got our review for last week's Walking Dead. Uh, then we got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Not a review. I've not seen the film yet, but I have done a preview. We have two trailers. We had a recent new trailer from a few weeks ago uh, showing off a bit more Ironheart, which is very, very cool. How are they going to handle the mantle of Black Panther? Who is going to actually get it? All that type of stuff. Uh, very excited for that film. That's the next big film in the MCU. I will be reviewing this week uh, She-Hulk, because I believe it finishes tomorrow, doesn't it? So, uh, with episode 9, so that's the MCU yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm also at some point going to check out Werewolf by Night, even though it's MCU adjacent, kind of. It still uh, is sounding interesting. Um, that is... Uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. I was going to say, let's move into some news, but this isn't gaming talk, this is Walking Dead. Uh, so let's move on to the recap. Um, early on in A New Deal, which is this week's episode, Daryl's standoff, if you remember that, ends very, very quickly, almost within yes. seconds. Uh, Daryl's standoff with Lance's troopers was concluded by Carol's timely arrival with Pamela and Mercer. Carol, as hinted at last week, had struck a deal with the Commonwealth's governor. Um, that would allow her and her friends to skedaddle with supplies to rebuild their communities while Lance replaced um, Sebastian on the hot seat. Um, yeah, on the hot seat, which uh, was all well and good for Maggie, Negan and co, but not so good for the dozens of um, Commonwealth. Uh, then we'll talk about Max here in a minute. It doesn't say it here, but he also stabs. Uh, Daryl also stabs Lance in the hand very painfully. Yes. Um, just of a, you know... Because why not? Ra- rage, I mean, it's not yeah, like the guy doesn't yeah. deserve it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we kind of wondered, like, okay, how are they going to get out of this? It was that. It was that networky TV kind of cliffhanger, but not as worse as we've as we've had before. This was a, a, and we knew we had another episode next week anyway. Um, yeah, resolved li- literally. For, what first opening seconds you see Carol and Pamela and that and and, and Mercer yeah. walk through. Um, so obviously we knew no- nobody was really going to die here per se, and a few th- a few of these characters have got spin-offs anyway, so you you can't do that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a uh, kind of an interesting start. Um, seeing Daryl kind of do that and everything. Um, so yeah, good uh, good kind of start to the episode and good good way to put um. Lance in his place a little bit as well. I thought that yeah. was uh, quite good. What do you think of this uh, little opening scene? Yeah, I was sort of surprised quite how quickly that was resolved, but I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Carol sort of almost doing the sort of Black Widow help thing of reaching <laughs> to calming down before he uh, he went slightly too far. Uh, mm. Not not that I mean it would have been a problem if he'd like like sliced Zan- uh, Lancey's throat because I think. And that might it would save them a lot of bother moving forward. I think yes, given the re- what happens in the rest of the episode, but um, yeah, 
that was that was good. It was resolved. Carol being very Carol in this and sort of working out a deal to to sort of behind the scenes to get them what they want and looking after her group. But it sort of does throw the Commonwealth slightly under the bus because it if it leaves them at the mercy of um, the governor Pamela and her son and potentially Lance if he can get out from under the charges that they've brought against him so mm. um yeah the re- but and the rest of them were sort of free and clear to go back to their own lives so you know but i've got all the repair stuff that they need so i mean it was on the surface it seems like a good deal but it, it does rather screw over the people that are left behind in the commonwealth um you know it sort of reset would have reset everything back to sort of how it was before the two groups met and that's not gonna really work unfortunately so mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh we also got another um not flashback but sort of like reminiscing flashback yes uh opening thing which i i'm i'm quite liking seeing those i've not really got much to say about them but i'm quite liking seeing them um in in the final season when you're sort of like and it's very quick, it's not like taking up loads of time or whatever, um, but just sort of little flashback memories and everything that like we saw Mel and, and, and some of those characters. Um, I thought that was quite cool. I wonder if they'll do that every episode, because you have plenty of flashbacks you can go back to. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many uh, episodes and stuff. But um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think of these little uh, reminiscing scenes we're, we're sort of getting? Yeah. They've it, done it twice now. It, it seems to be, it's Judith, I think, doing the voice, isn't it? I think I, so, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting because it means that you're getting, um, I was looking up the, the trivia, bits of trivia for the episode, and uh, uh, it, it technically means that it's Matt Lintz's, um 25th appearance on the series. It's because he's been, so as uh, Henry. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of interesting that they're doing that and I wonder if that's going to tie into the final episode in some way um you know uh, or maybe they've maybe it's a way of sort of doing a sort of homage to to the characters that they've killed off without having to do like a massive montage at the end of like everybody they've killed off mm. you know so um, yeah. maybe they're sort of doing a few each episode doing it that way yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm quite liking these little uh, flashback things. I think they're quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we now? So Max took matters into her own hands, tricking Pamela's son into being his usual d-bag self, and secretly recording his rant about how the CW, not the not the network there, is the Flash, the Commonwealth <laughs> uh, citizens are too stupid to realize the game is rigged, so that the poor always would uh, stay poor, and the rich would only get richer. Um, we'll put a pin in that at the moment because we do get back to that later. Anyway, um, with uh, with that, but I, I thought that scene was was uh, was was quite good. Um, and seeing obviously we, we know what happens to Sebastian. Um, anything to say about the the setup? No, I, I mean it's this is sort of interesting because this actually follows um, Eugene and Max going to sort of talk to Lance doesn't it? Because they do that first and as a way of sort of seeing if they can get like dig up dirt on Pamela and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And and he's sort of saying, you know, you don't want to do, you don't want to go up against them, they'll crush you kind of thing. Um, 
and then she decides that the way to get dirt is to get Max talking, which is what she goes and does, and goes and records him. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that is kind of interesting because of what it sets up, and they they are you know because Lance basically says unless you're prepared to burn everything to the ground, then there's not much you can do. Um, and it's an interesting one because we've seen these communities throughout the series, uh, most of them run by out and out dictators. And this one is, is slightly more subtle than that. It's more a sort of totalitarian state because you're run by a family, um, there aren't really free elections, you know, it's not a democratic society. It's, it's a society which is run by this one family. Um, because as we see sort of later on, you know, her, her father was the person that founded it. She then took over and she's expecting her son to take over. So it's, it's almost like a sort of fiefdom where the royalty rule and you've got serfs that, they try to make sure stay happy, but they don't want to give them any real control. Mm. Um, so that's slightly different to what we've seen before. It's sort of a benevolent dictatorship in some ways, um, or trying to be. But then you've got Sebastian, who he's went off the rails, um, and you've got Pamela trying to cover it up. So yeah, there are some shady things going on there. Uh, it's it's sort of interesting, slightly different to what we've seen before. So uh, I'm, I'm finding that whole sort of thing quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I thought she did well to get this tape and everything. Um, because she could have, you know, made a mistake and. Who knows what might have happened? So, oh yes, uh, I will say I was very surprised about the recording quality that was <laughs> that small tape recorder that she had <laughs> sat in a corner, and uh, when they played it out later, I was like, "Wow, that's that that's mic on that was pretty decent." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of thinking this device is a little far away from <laughs> yes. from him, but because um, yeah. even even like this microphone, I have to be kind of close to it. Yeah, and to, if, uh... if anybody's ever used one of those old, uh, you know, the, the standard old tape recorders you used to get with the ZX Spectrum, the uh, <laughs> those, um, and if ever anybody's ever used one of those, you kind of needed to speak right into the mic to pick up like anything quite as clearly as they did when they played it out afterwards. But you know, minor detail. Yeah, yeah. But no, it worked out pretty good. Um, as Lydia and Elijah took off with Aaron and Jerry um, to check on Oceanside, if you remember that place, the, the Walking Dead's been very fast and loose with Oceanside. Like, one minute it doesn't matter at all, and then the next minute it's, like, really important. It's it's weird, the way that Oceanside has been used on this show. Um, we learned yeah. that the youngsters have become sweethearts, so that is Elijah and... Lydia, uh, just just from like a few looks, um, I guess you've got that sort of mother nose type of thing from from Carol. That they, 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 it, all it takes is like a few looks f- from the three of them to be exchanged, um, and this kind of worked it out. So, uh, but no, good for good for those two. I think they set that didn't they set that up like last half a season or something? Um, they had like a conversation at the gate of Hilltop or some something like that. I th- I think. Yes, I vaguely remember that. And we kind of talked about that a little bit, but um, apparently that's paid off off screen, but. Um, good for them 
yeah, check on Oceanside. Um, is his name Luke? Luke is still over yes, there. Yes, Luke's still missing. Yeah, yeah he still... still hasn't shown back up. He's still in Oceanside. He, he apparently is supposed to show up at some point in this part of the uh, season, but yes, um, I, nothing at the moment. Hmm. Do you reckon they might, like, instead of giving him a scene with dialogue, they might just, like, towards the end of the, somewhere near the end of the show, they'll just show, oh, he's there in the background and he's alive and that's that's it? Or do you think they'll, it depends what they show of these characters do, because you've got, um, like, Jerry and Aaron and some big characters going off here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what they'll... Because who's didn't Oceanside get like slaughtered or something, um by by Lance, um well they did yeah. like the coin flip or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. But then when when we went to that scene, Luke wasn't on screen. Um, yeah, because he was probably in the background somewhere that we we couldn't see. Um, but no, it was it was most of like the women of Oceanside. This is mostly female uh, dominated place, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they took over. I, I don't... Um, I, I Unless that's what they find when they go there, which is like most yeah, of them we, are dead. Yeah, you're right. He ended it with, it with them flipping a coin and we don't know exactly what their fates were. So we may get a scene at Oceanside next week, given that we have, like you say, got some big characters heading over there. So I, it's possible that we'll see more of that and maybe they'll dis get because if there's been no real like contact there maybe we'll they'll turn up to find half of them dead or all of them mm. dead or i mean you know and that may galvanize them to come back and take out lance properly but who knows mm-hmm. it'll be a bit disappointing if we get there and luke's just with them dead on the floor yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not that. Hopefully, I mean, they well, it's unlikely that well, maybe they'd be dead on the floor. Maybe you go and find a bunch of zombies. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it would tell us what happened to him, but that's not what I want to have happened <laughs> no. to him. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll see where this where this leads to. But it's not like a bunch of red shirts have gone off to Oceanside. You've got like Aaron here, so yeah, and he's become a major character. So we'll see. Though Annie's uh, ambiotic fluid was high and becoming a father-to-be had greatly altered Negan's perspective, she remained determined to make tracks from the Commonwealth. She wants to leave again. Interesting. Uh, Just as... um, Oh, this is the Judith Darrell stuff. We'll move on to that in a minute. Uh, Yeah, they're doing a uh, checkup thing. Um, I don't specifically know what this means in terms of um, pregnancy. Now, it it was interesting. I watched a show called... um, Working Mums, which I just reviewed the sixth season for. And obviously they cover a lot of, you know, motherhood, motherly things such as pregnancies. They did that quite a, in, in a big way in uh, the most recent season. Um, I don't recall, and that's six seasons in. It's got like 13 episodes a season. It's a very good show. Sure, go and watch it. Um, I don't recall that even that word being brought up. There's been various different pregnancy-related things being brought up on, obviously, a show called Working Mums because it's got mums in the show who get pregnant and become you know, mums, um, but, uh, <clears throat> no, I've, I've heard, like, different phrases and stuff get brought up, but not this specifically, so, because, uh, as I've said on a few of my working mums reviews, um, it's, it, it's interesting, as a, you know, guy, um, who is not, um, a father or doesn't, you know, doesn't have children in his life, it is kind of an inter- inter- interesting show, 
um, not specifically in an educational way, but to learn like different bits and pieces about that that side of things. Um, but what 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 I'm saying here is this specific thing. Um, it's either been in like a previous season that I've forgotten about of Working Mums, but I, I've not heard this being brought up before. So uh, that's a a thing I'm kind of unfamiliar with. Um, the doctor didn't seem like panicked about it, but she did say, "Oh, this fluid's a little sort of high, and we need to sort of deal with that." Um, the other big story thing here of course, is, um, yeah, her saying she wants to leave, which is interesting, because your husband, at some point, is going to leave, um, he's gonna kind of, sort of, go off with another woman, not in that particular, specific way, because he's not gonna leave you for Maggie, because that would, he would not get in a relationship with Maggie. No. Uh, which is still interesting, there's still loads of people on the internet of, like, oh, I hope that Maggie and Negan, like, hook up in, in this Dead City show, mm. and it's like, um... I, I don't see no, that no, no. Um, that's that. Their relationship is nothing like that at all. Um, I mean, people love shipping and and all that type of stuff. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. That, that, and it's, it's the first kind of little breadcrumbs for that because, as I said, I think it was last week or maybe in the preview. Just because we know that Maggie and Negan, for again for some reason, are going off to is it is it Manhattan. Yes. Uh, off to Manhattan for for some reason. That doesn't mean that Annie and Herschel and the child to be born don't go with them. We just know that those two go off together. Um, we still don't know. Well, this is interesting because ne- Negan now has a reason to kind of leave, which is, hey, my wife doesn't think this is kind of like the right place or whatever. Um, we'll see how that develops over the next few episodes. But Maggie doesn't. Um, now, obviously, if Maggie decides for some reason we're gonna leave, I'm gonna leave the Commonwealth, it would make sense. Oh, I'm gonna bring Herschel with me. So th- th- there's a, there's a bit being sort of set up here, um, because the partner of the partner of somebody who we know is gonna be leaving at some point to have a spin-off has said she wants to leave for a reason. Um, mm. she could die next episode. She could die in the next two episodes. Um. She's somebody who, who who could potentially die, of course. Um, but and even if Annie did, obviously Negan would still be alive, so he'd still be in the spin-off. Um, how do you see this kind of working out? And do you know anything about this fluid-related topic? Well, the 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 ambio- ambiotic fluid is is the fluid that sits around the baby when it, it's it's the sort of water that the baby uh-huh. sits in in the pregnancy. So uh, the fact that it's a little high is I think a fairly, you know, common medical thing, um, you know, and as long and as you were saying, you know, she's saying, well, we caught it, so you know, it's fine. We'll just keep an eye on it. Um, so, you know, that that's all that was. It was just a sort of something slightly off, but I mean, they they were saying it's all fine. It's all on track. So, um, I, so I don't I don't think it's necessarily going to be something that kills the mother as part of the childbirth or anything i i mean although that is always a possibility that you know something goes wrong with the childbirth and the fact that she's sort of insisting that they don't stay at the commonwealth it's one of those things that maybe if there was maybe she does die in childbirth and and the medical support you know, and, and Negan's like, well, if we'd stayed at the Commonwealth, we'd have medical support. So, I mean, there, I mean, but then we don't know what state the Commonwealth's going to be in by the time we get to the end of this either. So, um, in terms of them leaving, I, I, I 
don't see them taking the families with them to the spin-off. I, I suspect it's more likely, you know, the description of, of Dead City is that Negan and Maggie have gone off on some sort of secret mission for something. So it would seem weird to bring your whole family along to do that. It seems like they've gone to do something specific in that spin-off. Um why particular it's those two characters I don't know. That that I'm not sure about unless it is something to do with the children of, you know, something that they need particularly for the kids or you know, because that's one thing that would tie them together. Because they they're both I mean, assuming that the wife survives, um mm. that is something that they do have in common. They've both got young children. Um so I don't know. Um, but why specifically Manhattan? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of questions about w- what's actually going to happen with that. Uh, but I, I can rather get the feeling that it is, I mean, that from the cast that they've announced, they've not announced the any of the others going with them, as far as we're aware, because they announced some sort of new people that were going to be on that show. Um, and it's, at the moment it's only six episodes mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I, I, I don't I'm not saying that the, 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 all the family and all the kids are dead or anything like that I think it's it's more likely that they've gone to do a specific job for something for those six episode series and then they're going to come back Yeah, I, I think that is probably more likely in which case that you know because there are communities around presumably wherever we leave them at the end of this is not going to be in some horrible despair state yeah. you know they're, they're going to be in some sort of safe environment either at alexandria or at the commonwealth or you know somewhere else hmm. so i i think they've just gone off to do something specific in that i don't think the families are going to be with them um yeah but yeah i and i i get annie sort of saying that she wants to leave because they've got other people in their group and they're not in the Commonwealth. So they don't want to leave them behind. And you know, that I understand. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, just as Judith struggled with leaving another home, Daryl struggled with his role of standing parent. And Ezekiel let Carol know that he would be staying put and helping the people of another kingdom before it falls apart. Um, just in general in terms of, cause there's kind of two little set pieces with, uh, Judith, one is when she's in the church looking for something, and and Daryl, uh, sorry, Rosita and uh, and uh, Gabriel find her, and then Daryl comes along later. I really enjoyed all of that, um, and in terms of um, what what sort of goes on there. Uh, again, you could. I was sort of thinking about this, um, you know, like yesterday, like after seeing the episode, and I was thinking about the episode and everything. Um, I mean, you, you spoke about the ch- the child labour thing with with filming and everything, um, which is something I admittedly hadn't thought of before. Mm-hmm. Um, wonder if Judith could join Daryl on his show. Possible. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, again, it's one of those things that it's it's that's more difficult because although i mean presumably in terms of kaylee she'd have tutors with her anyway so you know in terms of her education she'd they'd they'd 
you know the practicalities of that you could send her overseas with a tutor and and do that um uh, and and that would make an interesting show actually if it's i mean it's a bit last of us but <laughs> that's fine uh, similar but not the same plot yeah. yeah 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 you know i mean in the, it's, judith, yeah, judith so doesn't have immunity. immunity that makes no 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 that makes daryl well, question his whole fatherhood and everything yeah so. not not that we know of anyway but um yeah i mean that that would be kind of interesting if she was one of the characters that went with him um but <laughs> equally there's not you know it w- would he yeah i mean that's that's another oddity because he is at the moment the father of that of that kid of judith or the stand-in father of that of judith he upping and going off to france um what does happen to her i mean again there is a large community around so it's you know i mean presumably if if aaron's still around he's got kids to raise jerry's got kids to raise there are you know there is a community that can look after her so uh and and carol of course so i mean right because she's staying behind yeah well as far as we're aware she's staying behind yeah Mm -hmm. so um Uh, so i I mean there are people that can look after her it's just uh, yeah i again that's another oddity of like what what possesses to Daryl to sort of up and de- disappear to France. I mean, there is the other question which Robert did mention on the show yesterday. He's like, how? <laughs> how exactly? Because, you know, international travel isn't exactly, uh, you know, running brilliantly as far as we're aware mm-hmm. in the sort of zombie apocalypse. So uh, the, the other question of how he actually gets there is an interesting one. But yes. Yeah. I just think, I know you've got like Gracie and you've got like Coco and you've got these other young characters we mentioned who are the kind of the, if you're going to have this franchise running for like a lot of years, which I assume AMC still very much wants to do, those characters are your future. Because um, as much as you might have like Daryl and these other people, they are the older characters. Um, and I just think with with, with like the, the Grimes legacy of characters, like the passing the torch thing, which I know I've been wanting for a while. You've got RJ, and you've got and RJ actually spoke some lines in this episode. It was it was quite uh, yes, quite incredible. We'll talk about that in a minute. There's a particular uh, Easter egg in in that scene yes. as well. Um, I'll, I'll I'll mention that scene in a minute. Um, like are you just because I I almost wonder not not in a sort of like waste of space or time, but if RJ doesn't have anything else happen with him or Judith, well J- Judith played a, quite a big role in the show. They haven't done anything with somebody like RJ. So if you're going to end the show, do the three spin-offs and then carry on with like I don't know Fear or Tales, what was the point of having RJ in the show? Because you haven't done anything with him apart from in this episode cuz he's been in there for a couple of se- a couple of seasons now. So um again, you got the thing that you've mentioned before, but like we we're talk- we're talking like, if you want this to be an IP going forward, which, again, I'm assuming AMC wants to do, you've got, like, um, you could, not not in a Stranger Things way, because, you know, with Stranger Things with Netflix, they started off with these young kind of kids, and obviously got, like, you've got the uh, older characters as well. But those, they, they, Stranger Things did such a good job with that, where it's like, okay, the, these characters, and we can have them, like, 
on screen for for years and obviously they've they've grown into the adult adult versions of those because um, some of those characters are like in their twenties or or whatever by now. So some of those uh, actors, sorry, from Stranger Things, you got the opportunity to kind of do the same thing here. I'm not saying Walking Dead makes like a Stranger Things thing where it's just the the, the young kids, but do you get what I mean? Like you, you've got them at a point where because Kaylee's what teenage ish age, you could do do like she's kind of ready for that age of that now where she where she can age into that role like people have mentioned with um what's her name bella ramsey how she is i think somebody mentioned she i haven't looked up her age but she's i think like 19 or something and ellie at the start of the games is about 13 or 14 yeah um and some people have wondered like okay when you get to doing last of us 2 that story whether it's going to be season two three or whatever how is she going to be old enough well by the time they get to that story um in what three years however long i mean it's taken ages to make this first season bella can age into that in the same way that somebody like millie bobby brown or something you know, um some of yeah. those other stranger things cast like literally you've seen from season one to season well they're in now four yeah uh, coming yeah. up to season five in a couple of years they've grown up in the show and walking dead's got this walking dead's got the same opportunity to do that same kind of thing um and i'm just looking at somebody like because uh, we've had we've had some scenes with gracie um, we've had scenes with her and, uh, Aaron, who's meant to be her, um, you know, adopted, uh, dad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and obviously Coco's like a, like, baby age, so obviously I don't expect many scenes. Coco is sort yeah. of that age at the moment where it's like, Judith seasons three and four, where, where it was just, okay, a character carrying a baby that doesn't have, obviously, lines or anything. Like, I'm not expecting Coco to, to do anything major. Um... But you have a bit of an opportunity with something there. And I just wonder if we put the focus on RJ for a minute and, and that scene. That's the first time in like two or three seasons we've heard him speak. And he's not that same Coco sort of baby age where you don't expect that character to have lines. And if you end, if you end the series and that's like the only dialogue he's been given apart from maybe a series finale. What were you... What what was that like all about was that just so that you could because i the the idea kind of with rj was sort of okay rick and michonne have left and he is specifically there because we know obviously biologically rick isn't judith's dad it's it's shane so i guess i guess that was their their way of saying hey yeah rick and michonne have left but they had a child here he is but are you going to do anything with that character? You know, I just have... Well, to, yeah, that, yeah. That kind of thing. So I, I know I know what you're saying. And I mean, I think that was the reason of, of it. It was to create a child between those two characters. Right, because they're not there. Was, yeah. I, I think that was entirely the purpose of it. Um, we, we don't know whether they're going to do another spin-off with the younger characters. You're right. I mean, with Kaylee, it's entirely feasible that Kaylee comes back in a couple of years and... Um, comes back to that role she's 15 at the moment so uh i mean she's playing younger but she is 15 so mm-hmm. realistically you've got shows that have announced for sort of next year and you know we've still got the rick stuff to come which is going to be the you know next year or the year after so by the time you get to any potential show where kaylee may be leading it she will be 18 ish years old so um that gets you first past the issues of the child labor um where they can only what age does that sort of stop 
I think it's eighteen. They, I think it, I think there are, there are bans for it, but it may right. there may be some changes between sort of under sixteen and over sixteen. But I think eighteen's obviously adult age by that point. So. Young adult, isn't it? Yeah. Start yeah. So 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 she's you know by that time she'd be in young adult territory, and that's only like three years away. So you 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 could realistically put her in the lead of a show at that point, and then you you could use potentially somebody else to play RJ who maybe is older but looks younger to to play you know the sort of because RJ's a few years younger than um Judith so you could have a sort of 18 year old that looks 15 or something that that hmm. you know to play a, a younger person so there oh. are ways of doing it how old is Judith supposed to like actual character supposed to be i'm not not, not that much difference to Kaylee's actual age. No, I would say Judith is supposed to be a little bit younger. I would have said, I would, have, I would have said sort of maybe thirteen. Uh huh. You know, twelve, thirteen, maybe. But yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, really good stuff with uh, all, all that aside. Um. Really good stuff with the the Daryl scenes. And oh, by the way, the uh, for those of you that maybe did or didn't catch it, or whatever. Um. The scene we're talking about with RJ, where he's because he's basically saying like, "Hey, I'm not supposed to tell you where Judith has gone because yeah, you know, um, brother sister stuff." Um, is the Invincible comic book, uh, which does have a an yeah. animated adaption on Amazon from from Robert Kirkman because you yes. know. He doesn't really want to work with AMC anymore. Uh, if we remember those those lawsuits, um, yeah, because there's more than one of them. Um, I wonder, they they probably would have would they have asked have asked his permission for for that? I, I don't know. Possibly. He did um, write it. No, so. probably. Probably. Yeah. No. Pro- you can probably get away with just using that as a prop. I don't know whether you right. need to ask yeah. permission for that. But uh, yeah, if you've not seen the animated a- adaptation on. Um, prime video go and watch it because it is absolutely superb and most of it is voiced by walking dead cast yeah so. yeah so, some ones who like aren't on the show anymore on that yes um some really really good voice actors in there so uh doesn't ross mcquan do like i don't know five characters or something as well uh, well something like that but yeah. i mean ross, <laughs> ross mcquan is that wouldn't surprise me ross mcquan's an incredible mimic um but uh steven yen actually plays the the lead doesn't he mm-hmm. that yeah so, um, but yeah, it's a comic book by Robert Kirkman, obviously, Walking Dead is as well, so that's why you've got that in there. So, does that mean that um, Kirkman is canon in, in, in Walking Dead? I must do, yes. <laughs> He's around somewhere, so that'd be cool. They, and they've had, like, hasn't, like, Greg, Greg and Katero has played, like, zombies on the show? Um, oh, multiple times, yeah. yes. I wonder if you could have, like, it depends if he wants to do it, what, where, where this lawsuit thing is at, but if Kirkman would make, like, a... Um, zombie uh appearance or something that might be yes yeah and he's holding that, that. Be, yeah he's be, got like yeah, an invincible comic on him or something i don't know there's some fun stuff you could do there so um i haven't heard it because there's what three lawsuits two lawsuits because there's still the frank darabont one which i haven't heard anything about for ages i think they resolved the frank darabont one did they um uh. i thought so um hmm yeah, yeah, the that was settled, the Frank Darabont one. So, um I think that was settled, although it may have popped back up again. Yeah. Um I think the Kirkman one is still continuing though. Yeah, that's only like a few years old, so um yeah, and then you have a little scene here with Zekel and Carol, um 
know that he would be staying put and helping uh, the people of another kingdom before it falls apart. Um, yeah, I, I like that from, there's a very like quick sort of scene that's spliced in there. Um, yeah, again, these two, obviously, they got their history and everything. Um, they're, you know, kind of good friends and, and whatnot now. Um, I, I like Ezekiel's sort of, you know, approach here and everything. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he knows what happened with the kingdom and that, because it was, what, the burst pipes, what the burst water pipes, and they, they lost the kingdom. So, um, he wants to keep this place afloat, which I thought was a, a nice, quick little sort of scene. Um, any yeah. thoughts on uh, Ezekiel's bit of development there? No, I, I sort of get Ezekiel wanting to... Yeah. stay and help um i mean ultimately i think you're probably going to see the whole gang uh you know uh given that the sort of events towards the end of the episode i, I think you're probably going to see the them coming back to deal with the commonwealth i mean you know um given lance is still hanging around Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, it's not like they're all going to disappear off to Alexandria and that'll be the end of it, uh, you know, as much as that was what they were hoping to do. But um, I, it, it makes sense, Ezekiel, sort of staying there because it, it's, it's an environment. There are kids around. He can help people there. Um, and there's no real reason for him to go back at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Um Next, Max and Eugene play the tapes. This goes back to the earlier scene. Um, yeah, they play the tape uh, after some wrestling and some speeches and, you know, build-up scenes to it. Yes. Uh, over the loudspeakers at the Founders Day event. In no time, a riot broke out. Um, one that was made all the more chaotic by Lance's um, something from behind bars. His people that he's got to help him with, with whatever. Um, turned out he had uh, Shearer and Calhoun murder the Founders Day custodial staff so that they'd reanimate and wreak havoc. Uh, and they certainly did do that. And then we'll get on to the conclu- concluding scene next. Uh, so there's a few things that are sort of set up here. Obviously, you had um, these two people that went and murdered these like group of staff uh, so that they would turn. Um, I've got my... I'm not going to say why yet. It, it could be to do with some stuff that I'm kind of... Because as I'm reading the comics, obviously those other two things I spoke about before, I'm trying to like sort of track certain characters and what they're what they're sort of doing and and, and things like that. Um, one of one of which who was Sebastian, I was waiting to see if he would do something, uh, which I mentioned at the start, and he can't do that now. So um, yeah, the the guy here of because you've got this this man, this woman um, who went and murdered these people. I've got my eye on that guy for for particular reasons. There's something he might end up doing although I could I could be wrong about that so we shall we shall see um but no it's interesting kind of tactic and stuff um this works interestingly not really well but interestingly for two ways obviously this is a distraction so that Lance can you know get broken out of prison uh from where, where he's put into um and obviously it gets rid of Sebastian which we will talk about that scene in a minute um let's, let's focus on the Lance portion of this for a minute then we can maybe talk about the uh um, the Max and Eugene stuff. There's some things to talk about there. Um, what do you think of the the tactic here? From I pretty much set up from Lance that these people were going to get shot and turned into walkers so that they would they would cause this chaos in the street because he's got this other apple thing that he's eating so that he's ready for that or whatever. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. Well, it'd be interesting to see how that sort of plays out given that you know with the chaos that's just happened, um, how he plays into that now. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. 
What did you think of those tactics? Yeah, you see, I, 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 I didn't even cross my mind. It's like, oh, why have they just gone and shot all those custodials? I, I was didn't confused even at cross first, my mind. Yeah. That, of course, they'll just they'll just reanimate. Um, I, I didn't notice that they hadn't really shot them in the head. They shot them in the body. Um, so I was, yeah, that that was that sort of threw me a bit because I was like, why have they just? Ca-? Oh, right, okay, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, as a detraction tactic, I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because it it sort of goes to show that Lance really doesn't care about the people in the Commonwealth. He's literally just after power, which we kind of knew, but um, the fact that he also sort of played Eugene there because he, or Eugene and Max because he sort of pushed them to really, as he said, the only way you're going to get anywhere with this is if you prepare to burn everything down, which is sort of what they did by releasing that tape, because it it caused a massive instability instability because of the fact that um, those have been the rulers of it, and you're now... They've now discovered that not only is the sun basically thinks that they're all serfs and they don't deserve anything you've also got the fact that they have that lottery system thing where and it's entirely rigged Mm -hmm. and you know so you've basically turned the entire populace against their current leaders so he managed to do that by kind of suggesting to Max and Eugene that that is what they do and get him, them to do the dirty work without them even knowing it and then he's got the uh, Shearer and Calhoun to make the distraction so they can break him out um, it was very well played I thought hmm. you know as to what happens next I mean that's one of the things that sort of I think might drag the group back in because the first thing Lance is going to do is he's going to sort of if he manages to wrangle control he is going to end up going back and attacking Alexandria so you're you're then in this situation there was a scene earlier as well when they arrested Lance uh, that between Lance and um, the the um, captain of the guard, whose name escapes me right now, but um, there was a scene between those two where he's sort of saying, how many of my men did you get killed? And Lance sort of goes, well, that's the thing. You're failing to realise they're not your men, they're mine. So mm, yeah. you're in this interesting situation where you've almost, you've sort of created a civil war because you've got the army on one side, some of which are going to be loyal to Lance, some of which are going to be loyal to the captain. Um, And that's going to be some sort of big battle. And then you've got our gang. And do they go in and help? Because it's in their interest too, because if Lance wins that war, then they're screwed because they're going to be next on the hit list. So... Yeah, yeah. So. interesting style. Yeah, very good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Um, did you get a sense that Eugene knew about 
this, what was specifically on this tape because there was some confusion among like viewers as to um, whether he knew what yeah. was on that tape. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did because when she brings him the tape, she, he's like, "Did you get it?" I mean, I don't think he knew specifically exactly what was on the tape, but he knew it was going to be something that was incredibly damaging. Yeah. So I mean, I, I he obviously, I mean, I don't think he knew exactly what he'd said, but he knew it wouldn't be good. And it would throw, you know, it would it would show them in a very bad light. It would show the the um, rolling family in a bad light. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, final scene. Knowing full well that it was Max who recorded him, uh, Sebastian chased after her until he saw an opportunity to point a walker at her. Um, she might have been bitten had Eugene not ridden to the rescue for a change. And push the zombie at Sebastian, who screamed for help to absolutely nobody in the crowd. Everybody's just looking at him. In the end, he was bloodily, fatally bitten in what um, would have to go down in the series' history as one of the most satisfying deaths. And that I have to uh, certainly agree with. Um, yeah, he's because he doesn't just get caught straight away. He has a bit of a struggle with this with this walker, and everyone's like, kind of like, why, why should we save you? You know, yeah. giving him a look of that, and you know. He's lost his power. He's lost any semblance of trust he had left in his community. Um, and it's only until... I mean, Judas like, holding the gun, but she doesn't put it... Because nobody actually has shot him yet, which is interesting, because you've got a turned Sebastian, or one who's going to be turned on the floor. Um, so we'll see if... Uh, I guess he'll just be put down or something next episode. But... Um, yeah, nobody, nobody coming to his to his rescue. Not his mother, not anybody really. Um, and yeah, make makes sense. Why would anybody kind of do that? Because um, then he'll probably just try to screw over whoever that person is, or just just keep doing kind of what he's doing. Um, as I said, this just does change some major comic book events. But I'm curious to see what the show does with that. Because <clears throat> obviously he's not alive anymore to do those things. Um, but no, very satisfying. He was a horrible character, and um, very, very well played by the actor. You know, it's got got, got mm-hmm. to give credit to the actor because he did his acting well enough to where he made us hate this character, um, who you know was a like spoiled brat and you know very, very entitled and all those kinds of things. Um, but no, this was this was great. This was great. Uh, be very interesting to see what happens next. Now that we've got that, that's happened. What will Pamela do next? What will Lance do next? And uh, things might kind of blow up um in, in the immediate future uh what did you think of this last scene yeah i i thought this was great i mean you've got panic ensuing everywhere and um you know sebastian chasing after matt eugene stepping in to save them uh save her and then yeah the, the sebastian on the floor and nobody helping him i mean it was a fairly satisfying desk because he was an obnoxious character not joffrey level but you know he's like mm. it, it, in terms of sort of satisfying desk it's not quite up there with that but um still you know um yeah i have to say i'm not sad to see him go uh very well played by the actor but um yeah not not sort of uh um not a character that you're gonna miss, but it does set things up in a really interesting way moving forward. Because how does Pamela react? Who does she blame for that? You know, because I mean, it was Lance that set it up, but I rather suspect it's Eugene and Max that are going to take the brunt of it. 
because she's going to blame them for ruining the day and causing the chaos by playing that message. Mm. And then you're in the situation of, well, okay, if that's what happens there, what does Mercer do? You know, um, whose name I've remembered now, but um, it's, you know, what does Mercer do in that situation? Because he's supposed to be there to protect Pamela, but we saw a little splinter in that of like, you know, she shouted at him, you're supposed to protect me. And he, he said back, no, I'm, I, I'm here to protect the Commonwealth. So if is Pamela going to have guards loyal to her, are you going to end up in this sort of three way civil war of you've got people that are loyal to um, Mercer, people that are loyal to Pamela and people that are loyal to Lance. So, you know, what happens with that? Is it going to end up with this? Like I say, it seems to be setting up some sort of civil war between them, hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, certainly. No, I agree with all the all the points you've made there. Um, it'll be interesting to see with six to go um, what we continue to, to do with this. Uh, Alright, let's move on to some emails, some feedback and whatnot. If you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments um, about anything to do with this show or anything else that we're doing, uh, Matthew and Entertainment Talk org. Uh, Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes. Harrison's got a question, that, two questions that I can ask very, very answer very quickly. Uh, so was he one of them? Uh, also, I'd throw in a random question: England to win the World Cup? Question uh, mark. No, and no is my two simple <laughs> answers to that. Um, I, I think it's fine for me to say that because uh, we have had a character, because we hadn't had a character death last week, did we? Uh, nobody notable died. Um, apart from the guy who got like ripped apart, but he was a nameless red shirt. Uh, but no, Seba- Sebastian's a named major character. Um, no, he isn't one of the one of the two. So I'm still seeing if those happen. Um, so yeah, th- no, he wasn't one of them, and no, I don't think so. The England thing's a whole different kind of topic, but there's uh, some pretty obvious reasons as to why I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really answer the first question because that's more for me. What do you think of England's chances? <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, I don't follow football that closely either, so mm-hmm. I can't really answer that. From the little bits I've seen, though, I, I unfortunately, I think probably not. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Sometimes they surprise you when they get into a cup. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jack says, uh, has reading about the two leaks ruined your enjoyment of the season? Um, not at all, really. I mean, I- I'm heading into this season as I've headed into many of the others, which is like, okay, this stuff happens in the comic books. Uh, not the leaks or whatever, but the, you know, the, the, the comic books, separate stuff. Um, and like, okay, how are they going to play with that? And like I said, with this episode, the Sebastian death changes something major. So it'd be interesting to see how that works out. Um, there's things in the comic books that work out for the better and work out for the worse in terms of, you know, how the show adapts them. Um, so you've always got that going on. So it's almost just like, that's just added to the pile of like, will these two characters that I've read about die? Um, so no, it's more, it's more just, it's just added to, towards that really. Um, even if the two deaths happen in the exact same way that I've read, I don't think I'll be disappointed, um, or whatever. But I'll kind of, I don't know. It it just be be interesting, and I'll talk about them, um, 
if 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 they happen again they're both ifs they're not sort of like i've been sent a script or something you know um <laughs> but no, in terms of ruining my enjoyment of the season um no um i mean there was, just to kind of compare this a little bit to another show i won't really say too much in case people haven't caught up with house of the dragon there was a few events in the last i'd say last couple of weeks with House of the Dragon, um, particularly this week's episode, where if I'd read about those and been spoiled on those, it would have majorly ruined, like, my reactions to the, to those episodes. Um, I kind of treat spoilers for this show a bit differently to, to other shows, um, just because there is that comic book stuff that could happen. Um, or, or if I read, let's say, like, oh, this thing that happens in the comic, it's going to happen in the show. I'm like, okay, we'll see how the show sort of adapts it. Um, but because I've already read those parts of the book... I've already kind of gone through the emotions of experiencing whatever those parts of the stories are. Not necessarily always character deaths, but, you know, like the Whisperer's showing up or whatever. Um, so it's more just like w- watching it as an adaption. Um, I, I I guess I would imagine that people that have read, like, Game of Thrones books or something, if, if those same things have, have happened in House of the Dragon, they're just waiting to see how the show will adapt them, because they've already, like, read mm-hmm. those parts of the story. Um, and if things get switched up, it's just an an extra kind of surprise so um because one of the kind of cool things about the book to the show is like okay obviously game of thrones books as opposed to the walking dead comics are very different in format because obviously one's drawn and one's one sort of not um so you get this interesting thing of you see it in like frozen in the moment on, on the pages and then okay when you've got an in motion live action real people playing these characters what what is that going to kind of look like and there's there's an element to that as well with the witcher and with the last of us because even though those are in motion stories those are still you know created characters i know they've got like the motion capture and stuff but when you go over to the last of a show which we haven't started yet and the witcher you again get that kind of okay live action people real people on camera who are put into these roles um and to see like, like i know the story of the last of us and everything um but it's going to be more seeing okay what does this story look like when it's brought to life so to speak mm-hmm. um i know that, again that's different to walking dead comet because yes in and you've got different elements as well because you've got like okay there, there's no gameplay for the walking dead comics but there is for the last of us and for the witcher and how that how's that stuff going to get adapted because one of the things i mentioned in my um, Last of Us trailer breakdown thing is like okay you've got that scene in the trailer with the clickers and when you're in the gameplay of it and you're throwing bottles or you're deciding what to do how's that stuff stuff going to kind of play out so there's all sorts of, sorts of different interesting elements about adapting these types of things um, but to answer the question no they ha- hasn't, hasn't ruined my enjoyment of the season so um, there we go uh, Beth says uh, last question what do you think will be the final scene of of this show um it depends on what's maybe been set up by that point um like the, the, like this conversation between is it Annie and, and Negan um like how much has that progressed in the next so I guess we're saying five episodes um cause you do have cause they could do the thing that you said which is put these characters in positions to go to the spin-off but not necessarily fully set it up or you could do a literal sort of i'm kind of wondering um this is more of a soap kind of thing but sometimes characters in soaps uh, like the british soaps and that 
um, if they don't die, because obviously a bunch of them do sort of die from from different reasons. One of them will say like, hey, got a job offer in this country or a job offer out of town. And you know that, okay, if it's out of town, the show isn't going to follow that character individually, right? So they have what's called usually like a taxi exit, which is, hey, going to go mm-hmm. off and just live a different life somewhere else, going to get in the taxi, goodbye everyone. And you get the last shot of them driving out the gates of East End, uh, is it Wolford? I can't remember what, yes. what it's called. Or like Hollyoaks or whatever. Um I don't know if the like are we going to have a scene where like Negan and Annie and maybe maybe Herschel maybe baby or whatever's happened there um but specifically between Negan and Maggie maybe Annie as well where they're speaking to like Ezekiel or Rosita or Aaron or Daryl and saying hey we found out about so and so and we're going to just drive off would 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 they do would they do that in the same Soap, kind of. I, I don't know if I can see The Walking Dead doing that. Although we have had that with Morgan, because Morgan did sit down with Rick and some other characters and say, "Hey, look, I'm just kind of leaving." Um, the thing is, that makes it. It doesn't make as much sense in the apocalypse because in the soaps and stuff, when they do that, it's like, okay, you have a functioning society with people with, that work and they've gotten a job offer or something somewhere else, so they're going to go off and do that different thing. Whereas with something like. What happened with, let's say, Morgan, him say, him sitting down with Rick before they went into, what, the season six premiere or whatever of, of Fear, which I think they aired them back to back, obviously, of some Morgan continuation. That makes less sense because it's... I, I remember watching that at the time with Morgan. It's like, okay, because well, obviously they'd announced it and set it up, right? It's like, okay, we know Lenny James is going off to Fear to boost ratings, I suppose. Um, but, okay, you're leaving one group in an apocalypse to go off somewhere else to do the same thing which is exactly what's happened in in fear he hasn't he hasn't gone there to be like hey i've been offered a job as a a plumber in new york so i'm gonna go off and do that so i I don't know if it'll be a scene where hey daryl's going off maggie and negan are going off oh rick and and you got a different element with the rick and michonne because they're not actually here yet so how are you gonna do that but you've got a different sort of function there um, I, I, I'm guessing it'll be some sort of group thing where at least the majority of the group mm. are together and um, but it's like how how does this is it a case where is it a case where okay the Commonwealth has been overran Lance is what probably dead uh, I, I would imagine he probably dies and I'm not speaking about anything in the comic books I haven't read the end of the story yet Pamela I could see sticking around possibly um, Mercer maybe sticks around um Again, I'm talking in terms of like comic book stuff. I've not gotten to that yet, so I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking of some of the people that make sense to have sticking around. And Lance doesn't seem like one of those, no. given the position he's in. So is it going to be a case where like final scene, overhead shot of the Commonwealth or something, and like the characters? I, d- I don't know. I, d- I don't know how that how that would really work. Um, anyway, I've said quite a few things there. What, what do you think of how this could all work? I, I mean, in terms of exactly which characters around, I think, yes, you're right. I think Lance is probably done for before the end of the season. Pamela possibly as well, too, because given the events of this episode, I suspect she'll be on the warpath and I'm not entirely sure she's going to survive either. Um, But in terms of how you sort of, you know, what your final shot will be, I do wonder if they'll end up doing a sort of flash forward thing of some description. Hmm. 
Um, which, I mean, that's not particularly a spoiler because I don't know anything about what happens flash forward as part of the end of the comic book. Uh, I've not read it either, so I, I don't know what that entails. But because um, there was a question of that came up in the panel of, you know, is it going to tie in in any way to how Robert ended the comic book? And I think Greg was saying it was, you know, obviously it's very different on the TV show, so it won't be exactly the same, but he did like how Robert ended the comic book. You know, he thought that was really well done. So, and, and it sets other things up for the future. I think he was making remarks about how that's the, that sort of stuff in the time jump would be something that he would want to investigate further uh, on TV as well. So hmm. whether we'll actually see a time jump at the end, you know, which is what they did with the Gotham TV series, of course, is, is they put a time jump in the end as well. So whether you end up with something like that or I, I, I don't know, or, and, and it comes back again to, to how much they actually set up the spin-offs at this point. Hmm. I mean, if you think of the end of Game of Thrones, you know, the characters we saw all the characters go in different directions. You know, we saw who was ruling Westeros. You saw where some characters, you know, some some characters, without spoiling anything, um, some characters disappeared and went travelling. Some characters went north. You know, some characters were in control of certain kingdoms. Some characters were in control of other bits. So whether you end up with a sort of shot of, of the people going off in different directions, and that's how you start to set up the um uh the the spin-offs or as i say the other option is you you end up with the conclusion of everybody is in the one place and then the, the it's the opening episode of the spin-off that actually sort of says hey there's this problem and we can go here to fix it and that sees mm-hmm. Negan and Maggie go off to wherever you know go off to Manhattan and Daryl disappear to France mm-hmm. um is that the Maggie Negan one's first, isn't it? Yes, they've been they've been like filming that and everything, haven't they? So yeah, yeah. The uh, it's going to be a while for the. I think it's possibly next year, but it may even be the year after. For I think the I read. I think I read April for the Maggie Negan thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the. Um, can't remember whether we've actually got dates for that. But yeah, I haven't really uh, heard any updates about the other two shows. Yeah, the, I mean the, the, the Daryl re- one. I guess would have to be reworked a little bit because you've lost half of the kind te- technically half of the cast what <laughs> one, one of the two halves of them <clears throat> yeah um dead city i'm not sure uh dead city is the next one certainly yeah i mean Je- jeffrey and lauren did a video they said that they were filming yeah no so. i mean that that is the one that's been filming in fact i think they're both filming but i think dead city and daryl dixon are both supposed to drop next year uh, but the Dead City one, I think, is the one that comes first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think the Rick Grimes one is after that. I think that may even be 2024, because I don't think they've even started filming that one yet. Has Tales been renewed for season two? I think so, yes. Hmm. Because you, you've still got that and you've still got Fear. What season is Fear on? I've actually forgotten. Is it eight next? I think it's eight next, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard some murmurings that might be the final season, but I haven't seen anything confirmed on that. So, yeah, 
Yeah, um, alright, that's it for this week's episode for The Walking Dead. We've got six to go. We'll see how things develop. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week with the next episode. Uh, for those of you wondering, in case you're new or whatever the case may be, um, if you're wondering why we haven't covered House of the Dragon yet, we're going to do a season review once that finishes, which lines up the week that um, I have half term, so I'll have a bit more time, which is good. So, um, because we've got two more episodes left of that, so that's really good. Uh, we'll maybe do that on like the Thursday of that week or something. Um, we'll see how we can how we can line that all up. But uh, we've still got two episodes left of that. But yeah, House of the Dragon review. Uh, me and David should be doing that. Well, in the next couple of weeks when the show finishes for its first season. Um, unless Warner Brothers gives it a tax write off, <laughs> which will be mad- madness. But. You don't know. You don't know what's going on over there. So anyway, uh, entertainmenttalk.org, uh, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Uh, please take a listen for the other episodes that we're doing um, for all of that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to support entertainment talk on the podcast, you can listen to more episodes that we've got. Uh, you can also use word of mouth, social media, tell other people about what we're doing, either by just telling them or sharing the episodes around on social media platforms of your choice. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for those as well. If you'd like to for that as well, there's always a link in the show notes to, to the ad-free podcast. So if you want to click on that, if you want to, um, that will take you over today if that's an easier way to, to do that or whatever you want to do. Uh, Geek Town Radio Tuesdays, which was Tuesday was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, Geek Town Radio yes. Tuesdays, geektown.co.uk. Check those episodes out. I've still got to listen to this week's Geek Town Radio. Uh, David, what's happening over there? Uh, well, on the podcast, we did um, a few game reviews because Robert was on. So we talked about Stranded Alien Dawn, which is, is due out in, well, about an hour from recording. So by the time this goes up, it will be out oh. available on Steam, which is, uh, I had a preview of that. It's a base building survival game. Um, it's got sort of elements of things like options not included in it, not quite that complex and it's a different graphic style. But um, yeah, that that's a really, really solid early access preview that I got for that and really enjoyed playing that. But that's out today. Uh, that's Stranded Alien Dawn. So we talked a bit about that. We talked about Grounded as well, which has recently had its uh, 1.0 release, having been in early access for years and years. But uh, that's really fun. That's the one that's a bit like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's... Mm-hmm. it's uh, children that have been shrunk down into and they're sort of wandering around a back garden so there's like giant ants and stuff in there but uh, both me and robert have been playing that so we talked a bit about that uh robert did a review of werewolf by night so he he talked about that i talked about hassan minaj the king's jester which is a new stand-up special on netflix which i really enjoyed and there's there's lots of news and bits and pieces uh some interesting bits about handmaid's tale doctor who uh we also ran through the new york comic con stuff for both the walking dead and star trek as well because there was some announcements there so uh, that's all on geek town radio 360 that's up on uh geektown.co.uk and on podcast podcast platforms of your choice there is also of course the uk air dates which are going up regularly there's the never miss system if you want to go and uh, make sure that you don't miss your favorite show coming mm. back you can go on and register for that as well on the website yeah if you want to track your shows and, and that sort of thing it's quite good uh especially if they're netflix because netflix don't tell you but anyway yeah. um <laughs> uh what, what is robert's intro by the way i i still don't know his uh his geek town jingle thing well you'll you'll hear it when you it's it's slightly odd but you'll hear it when you go and listen to the episode this week no isn't that that's one he's had before isn't it yes okay well i still don't know what it what it was uh 
what it's from. Oh, you mean what it, what it's from? Um, it, it's I I can't remember. He did tell me on one episode. Uh, it was one that he gave me, and I was like, okay, we'll use that. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, go and listen to the episode. I shall do so later as well. Uh, Bex, uh, she is doing things over on Twitch. Uh, Trista B Y T E S. Uh, Little Nightmares to chat retro and game streams, all that sort of stuff. You can also find her on other places. The same name, Trista B Y T E S. Uh, but Little Nightmares Two as well on Twitch. <clears throat> uh, me as well. You can find on Twitch E Talk UK. Um, a couple of stream updates, information, bits and pieces. Um, we'll still be doing the Twitch stream today, which is for the FIFA career mode. I'm heading towards the end of the season, so I'm going to kind of call that the end of season one because it is the first season. Um, and next week there'll be a big stream. Will be my final session uh, with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm not quitting playing COD. It's just that a new game is coming out, and I'm obviously going to switch over to that. So, wanted to have one sort of final <coughs> big session with that. Uh, that doesn't mean the next week's FIFA career mode stream is cancelled, I'll just change it to a different day or do it at a different point or something, uh, but I'm still going to do both of those next week, so look out for all that Twitch, eTalkUK, and if you miss any of those streams the game clips or anything else, Entertainment Talk plays over on YouTube is where you can find that, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time, goodbye Goodbye <laughs>